Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The murder of a scion of Ra halts the progress of the sun across the sky. In response, a group of strangers are unknowingly brought together by their divine heritage to investigate the crime. A Light Extinguished is a Scion 2nd edition story, with Joaquin as the storyteller, Chris playing Hassan, Craig playing Nick, Mitch playing Gary, and Slavic playing Jesse, and a story supported by Onyx Path Publishing. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can contact us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome, listeners, to Scion 2nd Edition. We are running a adventure that was and this is being supported by Onyx Path Publishing, and so they let us have a little bit of a sneak peek at Scion 2nd Edition. And so today we're going to be running Scion a light extinguished. And so why don't we meet our characters going from in order? So start with you, Chris. Who are you? And uh, just give us a little bit about your character. Yeah, I'm playing Hassan al-Hakim. He is an Iraqi refugee who, when he resided in Iraq, was a surgeon and medical doctor. And he fled Iraq when the war originally started. And he moved to become a cab driver. And what he eventually wanted to do was move his family over. But unfortunately, they passed due to tuberculosis. And so currently now, he not only is he driving cab, he's trying to work on getting his medical degree here in the States so he can go back and be a surgeon. He's roughly in his late 40s, kind of has like uh, wears... You know, like business casual clothing while he drives, he takes pride in his appearance. So he kind of wears like loafers and like khakis and a polo shirt, usually with like a windbreaker over it. Takes pride in, in about his cab and the business that he has and just seems to kind of be the kind of individual where trouble follows him around. But he always seems to miraculously get out of tough situations. Like when the war started, he kind of knew that it might not end up well. So he sold his stuff and that's when he moved to the States. He avoided tuberculosis that his family got and he just seems to, you know, kind of be very lucky in those cases. Now you Slavic? So the character I'm playing is name is Jesse Halvorsen and he's this sort of rough guy who's Never really did well in life, you know. He lived his life as an orphan. He was adopted into a sort of poor family. And he lived and worked in shitty places. And was always under the threat of homelessness, you know. Always being sort of partially in debt. Not being sure if he's going to pay his next bills. And oftentimes he sort of got that little bit of extra scratch by doing some illegal stuff on the side. Whether it was just, you know, breaking in and stealing stuff or, you know, dealing drugs or whatever. And now, uh, actually, yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, the Hassan's divine parent was Loki, and your divine parent is? Scotty, goddess of winter. The Aesir goddess of winter, yes. And so, yep. Craig? Uh, hello, everyone. I'm going to be playing Nicholas Locke. Uh, he was adopted at a very young age by a nice couple who just kind of waited too long to have kids and then weren't able to. But he knows really nothing about his divine heritage. He is, beyond his knowledge, the child of Nimue, the Lady of the Lake from Arthurian lore. Right now, Nicholas is about 20 years old. He kind of dropped out of a local community college to 
do one of those i'm going to pursue music sort of things is is a adopted parents don't really know that so what he does is basically hang around the local shopping mall he had a job there for a while but uh mostly because he kind of looks like he belongs in one of those like Abercrombie and Fitch catalogs but he's all in all just like mall rat and like king of the slackers pretty much um he likes he gets into a lot of uh scuffles with like people who kind of seem like bullies in the mall and nothing beats messing with the good old renta cops all right so all three of you wake up in the morning and you find that instead of the sun being where it usually is you know Early, early rising in the sky, it's right where it would be in noon. And judging from the temperature, it's been away for like a couple hours. Like ever since it's dawn. And when you turn on the news and you find that all through all over the city of Phoenix, Arizona, that you know the, the sun has basically been frozen in the sky in its noon position ever since the time for sun, sunrise came. And so all of you are like, well, that's not good. And then later, doing more digging, you find that there's there's been a uh, murder I've heard a woman named Bai Amari, a scion of Ra, the Egyptian sun god. And so you look up the address and you're like, I mean, for one reason or another, all of you are like, I've been that by that place before, and there's something about and like you know, like Hugh Chris, you you've driven by that path place all the time, you know, by that address, and you're just like, it's something that's like draws you to it. Whereas you, like you, uh, Nick, you've been like, yeah, they, well, yeah, I know that guy. They've been, they've been by my mall, like on some charity, like on charity thing or something. They, they took, oh, I know, seen her before. And like you, uh, just you've been like, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, I, I like felt the, felt the car one time at the gas station. And I was like, there's some, what, what is like, all of you? Like this, you kind of explain this, like, can need to like go to this place and then find out what happened. And so all of you like get into your respective vehicles and you're just sort of like start. You know, at first you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, do my job, whatever. But then like as you drive, you find something. You just like find yourself driving towards the uh, address of her murder woman's house. And it's like a it's a nice place in like northern Phoenix. It's nice, there are rich houses. You so like some of the neighborhoods. And you drive up and it's like all three of you get out of the cars at the same time and you just like look around like. This what you're not quite sure what we brought you, but you know that you need to be here about this. And as you see, you look at the house; it's like a nice place, like two-story house. You see, like a string of police all around it, you know, police tape, you know, police officers walking around. You see a woman walking up to you, like, "Sorry, sir, this is a, a crime scene investigation. You can't let you in here." I uh, kind of just look at the woman who said that, and I'm like, "My friend, what has happened here?" Well, uh, uh, like I said, the the, the yeah, probably we have a murder happen here. Uh, I'm afraid it's uh, by Amari, the uh, scion. Yeah, you know, yeah. How how the hell did one of those get killed? And then like as you all three of you sort of like look up, you notice like a cloud like cr- crosses in front of the sun, blocking it for a bit. And like could have sworn earlier that the sky was completely clear. And so all of you look up and just like she looks up and is like, oh. Oh, okay, that, yeah. Let me guess. All three of you have never really met before, have you? No. I, I don't even know what we're doing here. I mean, I was just driving the mall, and like these cars stopped in front of me, and everyone got out and started looking at things. Okay, so we're doing one of those things. What do you mean, one of those things? Uh, my name is Alana, Alana Johnson. I'm with the uh, Supernatural Crimes Unit of Phoenix. And uh, if uh, this is not the first time I've seen a group of people who, by all normal means, should not be here at the same time, 
And let me guess, you you've had you've had some strange things happen in your lives, haven't you? Some things you just you just go there and you don't really explain why, but there's been trouble there or something. There's always trouble where I am. Mm. Well, I've seen this before, and if I know anything, it means someone up there is wanting you to be here, so... <sighs> yeah, I don't like doing this. All right. So, at the risk of being struck by lightning, I'm going to let you got... keep behind me and don't touch anything. Do any of you have any experience at all with... Wait, is that lightning thing really a thing? What, you remember that guy who got mocking Zeus over in New York City? No, he didn't. You know, and Zeus didn't just you know, zap him, but it was like, remember, the rainstorm happened later on that day? So nah, basically, I, I really don't. <laughs> I must miss that one. Yeah, trust me. When you get, when you've worked with the strange stuff like this, as long as I have, you tend to notice signs and you go with them. And so, as we're talking, I think another person drives up and then, can you introduce yourself? Yep. Um, I'm playing Gary B. Stockwell. He is a very dedicated journalist, and his divine parent is Heimdall of the Iser. All right. So as you get out of the car, you see like this group, this uh, policewoman talking to this group of three people. As soon as you get out of, the car, out of the car, you hear like a faint rumble of thunder across the way, and everyone looks up. Just and like there's like this one cloud in the sky. It doesn't look like it should be raining at all. And so as you look down, like, your eyes lock with the group, and the policewoman looks at her and is like, "Ah, uh, got a latecomer. I see. He part of this too." Probably, of course, he is. They don't just throw signs out like that. I'll assume so. Well, all right. So, are any of you Zions? I haven't met any of you before. Is there a test to figure that out? Like, well, if you have to ask, you probably aren't. So, oh, okay. Well, let's not. I mean, can we get out of the? Yeah, can we get out of the rain at least? What rain? There's you just, and then you look around. There's like no rain at all. It's just one cloud. Well, Nick looks up. Follow me, and I. This is gonna look weird in the reports, but well, it's not the first time this something like this has happened. All right, so follow behind me and don't touch anything. We might not, uh, probably won't be a person doing it, but might as well just do our best. All right, so follow behind me, and she leads you past the uh, police tape. And I'll see if you can like. Do you want to talk to each other on your walk up to the house? Young man, I wouldn't take what she has to say as being the truth. I think. We'll probably be brought here together for the very reason she's just said. Like, what do you mean? Like, this stuff is just made up for the movies and the shows, right? No, no. I am starting to think that I was brought here by something greater than my own curiosity, my friend. Wait, is Jesse, is that you? What are you doing here? Yeah, oh, well, uh, I was just, you know, thinking I could get some extra scratch here. Just had this hunch, you know, laid on rent again. And I think we're joined by someone here who I am familiar with. How, how's it going, Gary? I didn't think I would see you in a out of a whim just like this. It's not a whim. There's something going on. My uh, keen investigative senses are tingling. Oh, great reporter. Well, but What's this wrong with re- that? Uh, you aren't good for anything. But this reporter, my friend, is he's a very good person. He. I've got to know him. He's treated me with respect, and I I can vouch for him. He he he's good. He he does good work. I don't trust good people either. <laughs> he's a hoot once you get to know him. Yeah, he seems like a bright Sounds ray like of sunshine. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, 
She gestures to the uh, very nice house. Very nice. Like, you know, like a couple of balconies up on the second floor. Looks like a like room for an attic. Basically, like, especially for you, Jesse. Like, you haven't see, been in a house this nice before uh, on your own. At least, maybe not legally. And so, you look around, you don't see, like, any sign of disturbance. And see, like, the murder scenes upstairs. The detective that talks to a couple of guys in, in uniforms who are like, All right, so I've cleared it with my cleared it with some of the higher ups and well this is very unorthodox, it's a very unorthodox victim. So she as she leads you upstairs, as you know, the murdered was by Amari. Uh, she's been a bit of a I guess you'd say a visionary, a, a symbol of charity in this in our great city of Phoenix. And she, you know, she's even, uh, and now it looks like some of that, uh, extra, the extra divine stuff got in the way or something, because I've seen a lot of deaths in my time. I can count the number of dead scions I've met on, on one hand. It takes a bit to kill one of them. So, lady, lady, does this mean we get, like, deputized, or do you give us badges or something? We don't get badges. You, oh. I, there is, a, you are des- designated as a, uh, consultant in a supernatural case so we get paid for this uh that sounds good it depends on what kind of assistance you provide it it's a uh, very hazy what kind of assistance you types tend to provide it's if we can solve this case i bet yeah we probably will pay you but oh man my parents would be so stoked that i got an actual job i mean i'm happy as long as i can publish is the body still upstairs uh no we uh we moved it. There's. It wasn't pretty. Can, can, and, may I take a look up there, if you don't mind? Yes, uh, like I said, I've cleared it, and we've got all the photos and everything, so as long as you don't deliberately make it more of a mess, it should be fine. I will supervise, though, so don't try anything too illegal, please. This is already strange enough. I'm used to such things, but thank you, thank you. I take off my windbreaker, and I kind of just, like throw it over like the, the end of the railing of the steps or whatever. And I roll up my sleeves and I just like start walking up the steps, trying to like, like starting to get into the, the triage mentality, even though there's no body there, but you know, like how he would be when he triaged like patients or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of starting to go into that analytical mindset of like wanting to look at what's going on in the scene there. Yeah, All right. So at- as you go up, you notice that, like I said, up the stairs, everything looks fine. But then like, once you get to the second floor, it looks like there's, patches of blood around this around the floor how much blood is it like uh through my i guess like through my medical expertise does it look like it'd be enough blood to where like a scion would bleed out or uh i'd say yeah give me a intellect and medicine roll to see if you can like you know try to calculate how much blood is being lost here Okay, so that's eight dice for me. Let me go ahead and get this going here one second. And so this is difficulty eight, right? So it's uh, yeah, that's, you need two successes. I'll say to do this. Oh, I got one success. Only one success. Yes. All right. So with one success, you could definitely tell. Like, yeah, there's a lot of blood, but you can't really tell like how much of blood. How, if this is like a le- immediately lethal amount, but you do notice like some of the blood. It's not blood. It's something else, it's like a dark, sticky liquid, but it's not blood. Is there, a, is there like an emanating smell through the area? Uh, yes, actually, you sort of like there is like this almost like smells like a bit like trees, almost like a like dusty trees, almost. It's very a very strange smell. Okay. Can I look for like uh, points of entry or something like that somewhere? Like, how would I get into this place? 
Yeah. All right, yeah, you look, look around and you notice, like, as you look on the second floor, there's, like, the trail above leads to, like, this one room and looks like a pair of, like, windows leaning out to a balcony. You see from where you're standing, the doors are, like, they're broken out forwards. Like, one of them is just off, taken off the hinge completely. Okay, so it was, like, brute force. Yes. And, like, you see, like, there's, like, a pool of blood right there, like, a big pool of blood right out of the balcony where it looks like a, looks like a gap for a body might have lain. Oh. Mm. Someone must have been strong. Officer, is that where the body was found up there on the balcony? Uh, yeah, it was around there. Yeah, Harry, my friend, what does does this substance here remind you of anything? It's not it's not blood from a human though, and I kind of point out like the other substance that you said was darker on the ground. Gary will give it a big sniff. All right, yeah, poke at it a little. Yeah, as you sniff it, it's a, it's a like weird, dusty, almost like tree smell. And when you poke it, it's like it sticks to your finger. It's very, it's very sticky, almost like a, like a type of resin. And I would say, like, you can give me a, uh, I'd say, an intellect and a uh, science roll to see if you can figure out what, just what is it? What is it? All right, three successes off of. Oh, right, three dice. <laughs> You're good at it. Okay, so with three successes, you definitely that was two successes needed. So you have an extra one for a bit of a flare, a bit of a stunt. Do you want to add? Do you want to augment your uh, success anyway? Sure. Okay, so what would you like to do? Would you like to be like really detailed information about it? Would you like to help someone else with a feature role, or what would you want to do? Uh, let's go for really detailed information. All right, so you definitely tell it's it's pine resin. It reminds you of like sort of like something like you use like when you were younger, like you had to like put resin on baseball bats for like little league, or whatever. It's like fresh, really thick, old stuff. Like it's it's not the stuff you use. It's like. It's not not really like stuff you can buy in a store. It's definitely like the re- the fresh stuff, the real stuff. This is pine resin or pine tar, and it looks like that actually you notice that there's little bits of like string or something in the pine tar. It paces like little patches of it in it, like embedded into the pine tar. Let's try to peel one out. Yeah, it just looks like a piece of like cloth or something. It's like very stringy though. Hmm. There's cloth stuck to it. Kind of like. With the whole thing being a scion, like in my head, Hassan's head, he's like kind of scared because like what would kill a scion kind of thing. And he sees this, which is obviously not, I would assume, be biologically tied to the scion who died. No. no. So I'm going to see, can I roll anything and use my occult knowledge to see if like this rings any bells about anything? I'll say that another intellect and occult role, just to, but you need like four successes to try and figure out just what the, what, what clues you have. Okay, so that's five dice right there. So I need four successes. Should I? Uh, is there a botch in the system? There is. Yeah, when you roll no successes and at least one one. Okay. You right. and also when you fail rolls in this system, you get a consolation. Can give you either momentum or whatever. So basically, like, even if you do fail, I'll give you something in recompense. Yeah. To be like, okay, yeah, they'll help you move along. So don't come to a dead end. Okay, I'll do that. Two successes. So did not get the four successes required, but I got two. All right. So with two successes, you don't you have looking at it as like that and it's not enough information. But you know, like uh, it's 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 definitely like something foreign. You know that it's it remind it, something reminds you of home, but like you're not sure what exactly. It's a, something similar. You've seen something like this before, but it's like it's not. Yeah, you just don't know enough. Yeah, my friend, I've seen something like this before, but I just cannot remember where. 
It's like in the recesses of my mind. I just can't quite remember where I have seen this. I just like stand up and I look around and I'm like, uh, officer, was anything found missing in here? Or did, did any of your officers look to see if anything was missing? Uh, we looked and nothing was missing. In fact, it looks like no, there was no sign of forced entry at all. And the only thing broken in here is all those doors over there and the things from the struggle, it looks like. So what we concluded from that, it seems that she might have known who killed her. But that's just one theory. Nick and uh, Jesse, you said your name was Jesse, young man? Yeah. You Older both, than you. You both strike me as the type to to be able to find things that others may not want to be found. Yeah, I can take him too. <laughs> can you believe this guy used to work in retail? <laughs> and, and from behind, you hear, a lo- you hear the detective going, Well, I was fired. Do you think maybe you could look around here while I speak to Gary and see if maybe something can help us find what happened to this, to, to her? Sure, sure, Ellen. And at this point, I would like to use my knack, which is a keen-eyed predator. All right. So I extend my senses to determine what might await me. So I have to roll my knack skill, which is basically whatever you, whatever we sort of decide it is. Mm-hmm. And since it's just basically being keen-eyed, I might be cunning, and what would be the skill? I would say private investigation. Oh no, that's not what I think. That's yes. uh, no, subterfuge, uh, because subterfuge also is stuff like lockpicking. Okay, your that would, I would accept that. Stuff. Yeah, I would accept that. Yeah. All right, so you're going like basically like going over the room with like a fight, just like eagle eyeing, just like. Yeah, uh, there's like a couple questions I can ask you. I'll just first see if I All can right. actually, you know, succeed. But I have like seven dice and that's. So. All right, yeah, I'll just say I'll take two successes. And because... I botch. Really? You have no. Yep. You don't. I botch. Okay, so as you look around, you're trying to, but you're so like focused on what you're trying to do. You actually, like you trip and you fall into some blood. Oh God! One good thing we get two momentum into our team pool. So, so yeah, that means like every setback, you get like another like a second win type thing building up. Yeah. Even so, his, his his failures bring the group success eventually. So yeah, as you. Fall down, you're like, you, it's luckily for you, it's mostly dry, but there's still enough of it, still enough wetness to like stick to your clothing. And it's like, uh, and, and you see the detective Johnson just like, could you I, please try not uh, to? Do sorry, that? it's just, uh, my, I just hand him a handkerchief, I pull it out of my back pocket, and I just kind of like hesitantly. Like handed to him, knowing he's probably upset and annoyed right now. But, but that is definitely my story. Oh, man, these are my only clean clothes. We can look so, on yeah, you, Jesse. There's like a, a little bit of resin in there, a little bit of two things of blood. It's not that bad because it's like mostly dried, but it's still like you know present, noticeable. Uh, so I, w- uh, I guess we, uh, guess you miss would mind if I liberated uh, an extra T-shirt from here, right? From women's clothing. Uh well, I just figured I'd find a normal dude's t-shirt here. Mm-hmm. Well, I <sighs> just and she just like massages her forehead a little bit, just like. Never mind. God send us. All right. I, I want to take a look at that doorway where it was. He said that um 
it was like a forced exit or forced entry and forced exit like you see like there's a doorway leading to the study the doorway leading out to like a balcony outside and then they're broken out towards the balcony yeah i'm like um when the officer was talking she mentioned that uh perhaps she knew someone um who got in or they were invited in and nick's just kind of thinking that um there there might be just some way to like rip the door outwards from the outside and get in that way not that uh well, actually, oh, so you yeah. think like someone like might have a uh, like got up to the balcony, then pushed their way in that way? Yeah, I, it's like me as a player. I, I think that's probably uh, not the case. But um, Nick's kind of have having uh, trust issues with like authorities, especially police all officers. Right, right. So he, he's looking for a chance to kind of prove her wrong. All right. So yeah, I'll say give me. Uh, I'll accept either intellect or might because you're basically like you're trying to like you know mimic puzzle out how someone would like force it open, and I'll accept. Uh, subterfuge either intellect or might and subterfuge zero successes no botch all right so with zero successes you'd be like well you can't really tell anything about these doors they're just broken down doors you can't really tell anything about out of them you're not really trained in this but you do notice like there is a little bit of like gray bit of something it's not wood on the floor i bend down and look at it it looks like it's like a bit of skin almost but it looks gray like a leathery patch of something, or is it like a snake skin or human skin? Uh, you can't really tell. It's it's just it's just like a gray bit of skin. You can't really tell well what it came from. It doesn't look like it. It could have been from a person. Could have been from like some kind of animal. I'm not really sure. But like you can't tell. It doesn't look like it has any fur or feathers on it or the scales. Nick's gonna like he's gonna be walking around the area and kind of like kicking at it, like, making a little bit of noise doing so. He just kind of thinks it's some garbage. I'm going to look over there at the kicking and kind of, like, see what he's, like, you know what I mean, what's going on over there since he's making noise and everything. So Gary's going to turn to uh, the police officer and ask, is there anything else that you could possibly tell us about what happened here that you guys know so far that you may not yet have shared? Well, no. Like I said, the when you came in here, the door was to, to the study was locked. I believe it was her, uh, her boyfriend, the uh, representative, Andre Wilson. He came in here, wanted to talk to her. Then he then found the door locked, opened it up. She was dead in there. Okay. Let's see here. And at this point, Gary will use his version, I guess, of Kenai Predator to try to locate some piece of evidence that may not have been noticed yet. All right. I will accept either intellect or cunning, and I will say either science or subterfuge. All right. I'll do cunning and subterfuge. How many? Two. Two. That's enough. You notice, look over where, like, you know, Nick is kicking around at the broken door, and you notice, like, the little thing of skin on the ground. I'll walk over. I'll pull out, like, a pen. I'll sort of prod at it and pick it up using the pen. Yeah, that thing's kind of gross, man. Mm. I'll turn to the police one. So, this. What can you tell me about this? I walk up while he says that, and I just want to look before she answers. I just kind of want to look real quick to see what what he has there on his pen. And I would like to use my calling of medical practitioner, which would give me plus two dice on medicine rolls. All right, I will accept an intellect and a medicine roll. Three successes. All right, that's that's there was just two successes, two succeeds, and you got an extra one. How do you want to spend your uh, extra success? Do you want to have add more to your success, or do you want to uh, open someone else's? 
Okay, let me ask you this, storyteller. If I choose to give it to Gary, when I at, I'm going to ask Gary something to him to, to him. What I what I like to do is be like, "Hey, Gary, after all this is done, can you like remember or hear anything from your journalist ties of like any kind of rumors about this lady before she died? Like any kind of trouble she may have been in?" So like, you're trying to like rumors? augment his future role, of, like trying to yeah. That I was going to ask of him. Could I do that? I will. Ex- I will accept that. Okay. And so you look at the skin. It's like. It's definitely you've seen it. It's like dried human skin, but it's like really old and like leathery. And I, I, I look at the skin while I wait for her to like. I'll say that I'm looking at it while she answers Mitch's question before I say anything. Oh, but the but oh the skin, huh? Well, we have found some more flakes of it around the place here and there, but it looks like maybe and we found some underneath her fingernails too. So it looks like it was the skin of whoever attacked her, but. It doesn't look human. It doesn't. It's leathery skin. Like it unless you've been sun tanning for too long. Like, even scions. Like it's weird. It is. It is human skin, officer. It is actually old human skin. Which I look at Gary. If it's under her nails and it's from old human skin, I think we have our first clue. As yes. To this. this is definitely seeing more and more that there's some kind of scion involvement going on. And she was a bit, a bit at the center of a group of scions. Now, so. officer, now, officer, please take no offense to the question I'm going to ask my friend here. But he has expertise in this. Gary, do you do you know if, uh, how do they say it, in the rumor mirror of, of pop culture, if she, anything that wasn't reported that maybe you or your 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 companions may have known about any trouble she may be having anything like that but you guys kind of didn't report on yeah let me think on that for a moment all right and so should i roll anything quinn i will give you some for free but i'll just roll for something give me a uh intellect and no the culture give me a culture roll to see if you can remember intellect and culture to see if you can remember like all the little bits of uh information you've heard about by amari Plus one dice because I'm giving him one of my successes. five successes. And plus the one success I gave him. So six successes. <laughs> so with that, you get a, you remember a lot. At one point, you were like, you know, there she she attended some charity ball and you like got up to some her and some of her like her entourage when they were a bit drunk and they they told you a lot, but like that was nothing was really relevant to it. So you you get a lot of extra stuff. Do you want to spend all that extra information on just all the extra successes on augmenting your own role? Do you want to? See if you can use it for someone else's. How many extra successes did I get on that? You got three extra successes. Okay, I'll spend two to augment my own roll, and I'll shuffle one over to someone else. All right. All right, so with still total like five successes. So you, you like I said, you got a lot of information. So you know that by Amari, she, her boyfriend was, was a representative Andre Wilson. He is a, like a local politician. And from all, from all you've heard is that, uh, that you know, he's... Honestly, a pretty good guy. Honestly, honest politician, rare thing. But like, there was some discontent along her other fellow scions. You know, she hung out with uh, like a small group of them. It was a uh, Francisco Garcia Melendez, a scion of Huitzilopoc. He's a uh, one of the uh, Aztec gods. Hikaru Yamazako, the scion of Amaratatsu, the Japanese sun god. Kieran O'Connor, son of scion of Luf, a uh, Irish scion. And there was this new girl. Jennifer Garner, I believe. I'm sorry, her name, the fourth woman who just arrived to the group was Jennifer Walker. I apologize. And, but you don't really hear, she's brand new to the thing, so you don't really hear that much about her. But you hear like there was some unrest, some arguments between the, among the group. 
And so that's like, like, like I remember like uh, Kieran was like arguing with Bai about how she is being a bit too soft-hearted and how she needs to uh, take more firm stances with people. Kieran O'Connor. Interesting. And then something more about how Francisco Melendez, the the Hispanic one, he's he was like also sort of some stories of unrest about how she's like something something about relationship issues between her, him, and the and her boyfriend. Okay, so I will relate all of this drama to the rest of the group, and then I'll look at the leathery skin. And be like, wasn't there a thing about leathery skin or? wearing of skin or something that's that is very disturbing but the lead uh officer her uh representative wilson is he is he around here you said you you and your companion spoke to spoke to him yes we did talk to him uh he's outside actually which we want to talk to him now I would like to speak to this uh, representative Wilson. Uh, would any of you like to uh, like to come with? Well, considering you are four untrained and un- technically unlicensed people investigating a p- murder scene, I'm going to have to. Yes, no offense, but you know we were all called here for a reason. I think I would like my uh, new friends come with. Yes, you come with. Is there going to be any more of that weird skin stuff? Maybe. I don't know, but I, what I hope to do is you don't simply talk to this representative and see uh, you love her spat and may very well be the issue. I mean, it 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 seems like a whole Buffalo Bill sort of situation. Uh, Buffalo Bill, I'm not too... You know, the movie, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I don't get to see too many movies, sorry. Oh, you got it. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay, can we please move along? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm letting you do this because I, I can see the signs clear as day, but... Well, let us work in our mysterious ways, yes? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, mysterious, <laughs> very, very mysterious. Put the in the basket. Now <laughs> I'm just kind of looking. Oh, because of the skin? Because of the dead skin? No, yes, no? Okay, we talk later. I go down and talk to this representative, Wilson. So, yeah, uh, so all of you, all four of you going, or...? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So you get down and you see Andre Wilson. He is about a black man in his forties, well dressed. Like you can definitely tell, like he's been crying a little bit. He looks a bit distraught. So here's what I here's what my plan is. So uh, Hassan has had experience when he was a surgeon and a doctor in Iraq, having to break bad news to family members, you know, but also having to console them. And I would even say maybe story guide out of like experience, he probably also had to like try to find out the truth of a situation like with an abusive parent, you know, with a child or something like that, just kind of feel out what's going on. So that is my approach. I'm going to try doing is go to him. Like, I'm sorry for your loss, but then really try to gauge his responses to me and see if he's full of shit, you know? All right. And then hopefully my friends will watch and see if they can detect anything. So you're going to be the one going in there and talking to him. Uh, Nick would want to watch the interaction closely. He's, pretty good at um, spotting some bullshit but um, he doesn't want to just call it out kind of has this thing in his head like if like the police officer said that the victim did let someone in and that's the person who killed him like the first suspect in Nick's mind is obviously the boyfriend so he's going to try to pay close attention to anything that Hassan asks him alright so yeah all of you know that that Andre wasn't he is he's not a scion he is just ordinary human as far as you know 
I out of character, I'm also my plan to approach is to see if there was anything going on with her and Francisco. You know what I mean? Right. And if there was some kind of like love triangle going on there too. But I know representatives are usually guarded with this shit, so I'm turning on the charm. All right. Yeah, yes. Can I I thought I answered all your questions, the other policemen. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna put my hand gently on the shoulder and kind of do the whole like I'm a figure of knowledge. You know what I mean? That doctors tend to do their stand up right. And I'm just gonna right. maybe like, uh yes, I'm sorry for your loss, Representative Wilson. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, and then what, what questions can I answer? I, uh, I'm sorry. I... No, no, it's okay. It's you're grieving, and I understand. It's grieving's healthy. I too lost my wife, so I understand how it feels. It feels like you have a part of you missing. It's normal. It's natural. But I have to ask you a tough question, and I want you to know I understand that you have to be guarded with what you tell me. You're a politician. I understand. All right. and, but you have to know this will help me bring the perpetrator to justice, okay? All right. So, Francisco. Yes. Uh, what about him? And I'm looking at his reaction. Do I see any kind of like emotional change in him? Or? You just see like he's sort of like, yeah. He, he, like he's still mostly distraught, but he's just like focusing on you. Like, yeah. What, what about him? Did he have any relationships? With Mr. Amari too. Amari, yeah. And you see him look around, and it wasn't just with her. We, all three of us, we sort of have our own thing going on, all three of us. Uh, you say I've never been too picky about this, and and he, apparently, he's he's always been sort of, love whoever you want, and oh, you know the, you know the stereotype, the hot-blooded Hispanic. Latino all over the place, you know, full of fire and passion, for both in the bed and out in the, out in public. Just yeah, we had it. We all three of us we managed a healthy relationship, but lately he he started getting a bit mad. He started getting into arguments with her, and no, because yeah, with K- Kieran, the Irishman, they always had arguments all the time. But Francisco, that was a that was a new thing. So to clarify, you Francisco. Miss and Maria are polygamist, right? Yes. Well, we aren't in any like marriage relationships, but we. Yes, I understand. But and you say uh, Francisco started arguing with them. That was out of nature for him. Uh, it was a new development, though. Normally, he's just full of trying to uh, woo us over or something like that. But lately, he's been. I think it's something to do with the Jennifer, the new girl that Bai took under her wing. You know, she's she was always doing that, taking people under her wing. That's how she got her own little collection of scions. So, uh, another personal question. Yes, now, Kieran, Jennifer, Yokero, all you, they uh, intimate with you three too, or just you three? No, no, just just us. Uh, uh, was, I don't think. By... Cool. Uh, I don't think Kieran would really be interested. He's not that free. Hmm. Understand, understand. I, I understand. So, tough question again. Yes, and I apologize again. Uh, Francisco, he ever threaten? He ever say, you know, he, he harm you or her? No, never. He got a little repeated uh, quite a few times. And he's just always been that way, though. But this is the first time he's been directed at Vector Dubai. Because I I wasn't really privy to it. It was always a matter like a scion matter. And I, being a human, I I wasn't 
privy to those kinds of discussions. Now, uh, one more question, and I'm done. Francisco have any other lovers that he maybe not tell you about? I know he's had many in the past, but I don't know any right now aside from me and Bai. Now, where can I find Francisco? Where does he uh, stay at? Well, I know we were going to meet him for lunch later today at this met at this restaurant. For all I know, he's got on there. I think. Mm, okay. Do you got phone number for Francisco too, in case I need it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Here. And by the way, anyone who wants to jump in and like try to see if he's lying or not, you can feel free to jump in with a roll. I guess I will too. I'll, I'll yeah. do that while talking. Make my roll. <laughs> what kind right. of roll would that be? I'd say give me a say manipulation and persuasion to see or empathy. Can he get Mitch's successes? Mitch, I'll let Mitch decide who who he decides to support, either Nick or uh, Hassan. I'll send that to uh, Nick. Okay, but I'm also going to make a roll of my own while I'm at it. So, how do the um, specialties work in this? Do I just add extra dice, or I believe it counts as an enhancement, which means if you get at least one success, you get an extra success. Yeah, one specialty, one point enhancement. Yes, to other related skills. So three plus one. Yes. All right. Three successes plus the one. Yeah. So four. <clears throat> I also had four successes to determine if he was lying. It was the difficulty was two successes. So all of you, like, yeah, you definitely tell he's telling the truth. And if, additionally, he doesn't look like he's hiding anything. Honestly, like he doesn't say anything. The one thing he does mention a little bit is that and I will say this: he one thing he doesn't really seem to go into detail about is uh, Jennifer. He was like, there's something more to that, but he doesn't doesn't really mention it. Yeah, I'm thinking that she might actually be a good lead because we could pose as like new signs ourselves and see like what the scene was like with her and Bayamari. Right. That's a good idea. I would say, out of character, if you yeah. want me to get her number, you should say something so I get her phone number or how I can contact her. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention up to Andre. So this uh, Jennifer girl, um, she she seems pretty tight too. Maybe if we had a chance to talk to her, uh, it could help in the investigation with Baymari. Yeah, uh, you could try. I don't know who her phone number is. I think only Bai had it. And she she didn't. Jennifer never talked to me. Honestly, she she only seemed to talk to Bai. Is um officer still there? Um Officer Johnson? Yes. Um I'm gonna ask her if uh if Bayamari's cell phone was found with the body and if we could get the address book from that. Uh I think yeah I think we do have did find it, but yeah, we have the phone number, yes. We have the I'll get it over here real quick. I I follow her and then get the digits and write it down. And right. look to see if any of those other names show up in the phone book right, as you well. See, you definitely see like the phone number labeled Jennifer, one for Kieran, one for Hikaru, one for Francisco. I go up to Gary and Jesse while he goes up and gets the number. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be like, I think our young friend has a good idea about speaking with Jennifer. Uh, I think our past tied to, to this Francisco gentleman, but we talked to Jennifer See what we can find out. Yes, sound good. Hey, I'm happy to pursue any lead. And you, young man, uh, you need change of clothes. I got clothes in my cab. You can borrow. Yes, you need you need change of clothes. Yeah, sounds good. But I'm not sure with... if you're my size. Ah, uh, we we make it work. I got clothes. I'm always prepared. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Why have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.